This show is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. Visit betterhelp.com slash Padilla because sometimes existing is exhausting. My name's Anthony Padilla and I spend a day with people with endometriosis. We'll uncover what it's like to experience debilitating pain that some don't believe exists, despite one of the guests today describing the feeling as something violently clawing its way out from inside them. And how endometriosis can lead to losing everything from your job to your entire identity and sense of self. Resulting in two of our guests ultimately having organs surgically removed from their body with one of them disintegrating in the nurse's hand. By the end of this video, we'll find out if they've been able to champion this extremely common yet painful disorder in order to reclaim their lives, or if the harrowing pain they've endured on a daily basis has left them feeling isolated and consumed by incessant agony. Hello, Morgana. How's it going? Kate. Hello. Jenna. Hi, how are you? Can you define what endometriosis is? Endometriosis is when tissue similar to tissue that lines the uterus grows in places outside the uterus. Spider webs in your abdominal cavity just wreaking havoc. There's a multitude of different symptoms. We don't know why this endometrial-like tissue exists. There's some hypotheses. Before we get any deeper, do you know how many people experience endometriosis. One of every 10 people with a uterus. That's 176 million people worldwide. It really is a healthcare crisis. What do you think is the biggest misconception about endometriosis? That it's just a bad period. It is so much more than that. It is a disease that can affect every single part of the body, that it's crippling, it's debilitating, and that it's not something that most people can just push through. It's a really, really serious disease, and I don't think that that's understood. Endometriosis is as common as asthma. It's as common as diabetes. Why do you think it is that we hear about those other health conditions so much more than endometriosis? People who suffer from this disease are not as comfortable speaking about it publicly. I think there's a lot of taboo about period-related issues and pelvic pain and all that comes with that. So I don't think people are as apt to tell other people that it's what they have. Endometriosis were something that only affected men. Do you think that it would be something that might be discussed more frequently? I hate to say it, but I do think there's some bias in medicine and diseases that affect, um, you know, mostly women usually don't get as much attention. Can you attempt to describe the feelings that you feel with endometriosis? Like I'm being impaled by something. It's like something is just trying to scrape its way out and explode out from inside of me. Definitely like a 10 out of 10 on any pain scale. It was so severe that every time it hit, I would always question like, is this it? You know, like, is this the time that this like takes me out? Do you ever feel obligated to prove to people just how much pain you're actually in? Prove it how, you know? Like if I'm just white knuckling through it. You look. Okay. Am I really sick? Am I just being crazy? Is this so all made up? So you start to second head? guess yourself. Yeah, and then you see someone who's got like a, a giant gash in their leg, and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have a giant gash that's leaking blood all over the floor. Like, how am I supposed to prove that? Do you have a worst pain story that stands out to you? I was driving to work, and out of nowhere, just got this like piercing, stabbing pain on the right upper side of my stomach. That every single time I took a breath, it was like somebody was stabbing me. It continued for hours. They gave me more morphine and it wasn't enough. What do you do when you're given morphine and it's not enough? 
besides wonder if life is worth living. Just contemplate existence. <laughs> no big deal. I was in Heathrow Airport, curled over in the bathrooms, and I managed to sort of drag myself down to the gate, maybe like an hour into the flight, and I am not good. The air hostess was on the phone to a doctor on land, trying to get advice about, you know, what was going on with me. The next stop was, do we deviate to Europe? to get this person off the plane and into a hospital. I went down and sat in the sort of back of the plane with the air hostesses, scavenged these heat-treated water bottles from passengers, filled them up with boiling water and were like sticking them all over my abdomen. You had all these donated bottles of water that they heated exactly. up for you? It was more embarrassing having to get off the plane and hand back every water bottle. How far back does your experience with endometriosis go? So I was 27. I'm 35 now. Do the math. <laughs> Eight? Is that right? Yeah. Just put on the spot. I had to quit working as I had to quit school, as I had to stop running. It became a little bit more clear to me that this is going to be with me for a while. It wasn't until my late 20s that I, you know, couldn't just take a couple Advil and be okay. So it got progressively worse. I can remember my first symptoms when I was... I think six years old. It was really hard to sort of articulate that at that age, but looking back, I can definitely connect those dots. The doctor said to me, there's some things here, but there's no way you have that because you're too young. And that one sentence really stopped any further progress for years after that. When a child presents with those kind of symptoms so young, medical professionals often jump to the worst case scenario. So for me, I had to go down this whole pathway of proving that I wasn't being sexually assaulted as a child. What did you think it was at first? I thought it was just cramps. It wasn't until I went on birth control and then I realized just how unbearable it was. Do you feel like a portion of your mind is dedicated to processing this pain? It's hard to think about anything else when you are in that much pain. And then there's this constant inflammation from the disease itself. So just your body is literally just in fight mode 24-7. Do you feel like endometriosis has had any effect on your personality? Endometriosis, I would say, turned me into someone I didn't recognize. I couldn't find joy in, in anything. I definitely didn't realize it at the time, but I was absolutely depressed going through it. And I don't think I realized how bad that experience shaped every experience for the rest of my life. Nothing felt as big. Nothing felt as important. Nothing felt as worth being upset over after being in a position where everything that I knew and loved was taken away from me like that. What have been some of the ways that you've learned to curb the pain. The very first thing that I tried was just like over-the-counter anti-inflammatories. I got to the point where I was taking like 800 of ibuprofen just to start my day. We moved to like the stronger things. Opioid didn't help me at all, didn't touch my pain. I was able to get a card for medical marijuana and I found that THC, CBD was the only thing that worked for me. With most health conditions, a diagnosis is the first step in understanding and treating any condition. But why is it that a diagnosis is kind of a last resort for endometriosis? The only way to really 100% let someone know that they have endometriosis is surgery. I think that some patients are turned off by that. And then I think some doctors think that that's too invasive. Are there other ways to get a diagnosis or at least as close to a diagnosis as possible? Sometimes when people have like very, very deep disease, it 
could show up on an MRI or ultrasound. And even with that, you still can't 100% say. The only 100% this is endo way to say that is by taking a little piece of the tissue, getting a biopsy, looking at it under a microscope and calling it what it is. What was your journey like to get that diagnosis? From like the very first time I had symptoms to when I finally had a doctor say, I think it might be endo, was 10 years. My primary care doctor, not even my GYN, said, why don't we figure out if this is actually endometriosis? Because if we're barking up the wrong tree, I would like to know so that we can figure out whatever else is going on. If he had never mentioned that, would I have just kept going down this road of never running medications with my gynecologist? Probably. Do you remember the moment when you were officially diagnosed? The doctor came over to me and said, it's not great news. We've found endometriosis and it's quite severe. And I was like, sick, love that. At least we've got a diagnosis. If that was communicated to me better as as in like, hey, look, we've found endometriosis. It is advanced. However, there are plans and treatments and steps we can take. I would have been like, great, we've got a plan. We can do this. Did you have any sense of relief knowing that it was an official thing now? When I went in after that x-ray and, and she said, I believe this is endometriosis. I see evidence of scar tissue. We should do surgery. I was like, thank fucking God. <laughs> like, Finally, it felt like I wasn't just gonna like sit in misery forever. I knew I wasn't crazy. And I think that's something that most people with endometriosis go through is that moment where they're not insane. That all of those hospital trips being looked at crazy are all of a sudden valid. Does endometriosis affect your ability to have kids? I did have a a sister disease to endometriosis called adenomyosis, and that did affect my ability to have kids. I had a hysterectomy for that in 2017. Very much so. I'm actually going for surgery this month to make sure that my ovaries are okay and there's no endometriosis growing on there, but it's a thought that has been in the back of my mind ever since I was diagnosed. Thankfully, I'm in a same-sex relationship, so we have two uteruses. More the merrier. Exactly, right? I still want to be able to bear children. Like, I want the option. Does that fertility aspect heavily weigh on all your decisions surrounding endometriosis? That's been my sole focus, that I can give having children the best shot. I just wanted to be better. I just wanted to feel better, so I said, take whatever you need to take. Is there a societal expectation to have kids that weighs on you or affects you at all. Before we continue learning about the world of endometriosis, I'd like to let you know that we have some other episodes that you might be interested in, like I spent a day with people who suffer from chronic pain, Tourette syndrome, and schizophrenia. And while we're here, I'd like to thank you, of course, for sitting through these sponsor segments because without them, many of these episodes wouldn't be possible at all. Therefore, a huge thank you to Honey, for example, who has continued to sponsor and support this series. And in case you didn't know, because this is the first time you've used the internet, Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that it finds to your cart so you don't have to stare at that empty discount code box in your cold, dead eyes every time you're at checkout because if Honey finds a working coupon, a little Honey button drops down and all you have to do is click apply coupon. And Honey supports over 30,000 stores online ranging from tech to popular fashion brands and food delivery. Honey has personally saved me a ton of money with a ton of things, including, yes, the makeup that I put on my neck this morning to cover up my razor burn. 
Honey is literally free and installs in just a few seconds, so if you want to do yourself a solid and also support this series, get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash Padilla. Again, it's free, and if you go to joinhoney.com slash Padilla, you'll be directly supporting this series. Now, back to the world of endometriosis. Is there a societal expectation to have kids that weighs on you or affects you at all? So constantly that I can't believe it. I still had a cabbie ask me if I have kids, but I was like, yeah, I just, not, it's not right for me. And he's like, but you're so beautiful. You should have beautiful children like you. You better pass those genes along. That is your civic duty Shouldn't for being that, that pretty. What a cool <laughs> obligation. Every single person has a parent or has had a parent at some point in their life. So I think that's what kind of perpetuates the idea that having a kid in many ways is the be all end all meaning of life. First time my mom's even hearing about how bad everything is is when she came out to come with me to my second surgery. We're having the talk about hysterectomy and it was just like so much for her. The idea of her 29 year old daughter having to have a hysterectomy and like, are you sure this is what you want to do? So then I start second guessing myself. Was she upset for you or upset for the idea of losing the potential grandchildren? I think it was that. So I said, okay, let's not do it this time around. And I think that that's a pressure that people that end up being diagnosed with endometriosis take on in that like, well, what do I need to do so that I can still fulfill this role that I'm supposed to fill to the point where they're just like struggling and in pain because they don't want to address the infertility with a hysterectomy or whatever type of surgery they might need. After diagnosis, did you immediately say, dig in, we're getting this whole puppy out? Mine all happened at the same time. So when you're diagnosed with endometriosis, you have a laparoscopy, one to like biopsy if there's any tissue, but two, if they do find it, they cut a lot of it out. I'm going for my next surgery. That will just be sort of sort of a clean out, if you like. The very first surgery that I had is what we call an ablation surgery. And it's basically where they burn off the areas of endometriosis that are seen. I was told at that time with that surgery that I should expect to have the surgery every year for the rest of my life. So surgery to the excision, I had a two-part surgery where they did the surgery on my chest to get the endometriosis out of my diaphragm. And then we did the pelvic surgery and they found it in so many different areas. I had some on my bowel, I had some on my bladder, on the walls of my abdomen. Surgery three was my hysterectomy. Surgery one was just a surgeon-destroy surgeon mission. She went in, she found scar tissue, she removed it. Second surgery was the same thing. We were also removing a chunk of nerve that could potentially uh, reduce my pain. She also took my appendix, which broke apart in her hand. What? It just crumbled as she pulled it out of you? As she touched it. She touched it, it broke. A whole other surgeon had to come and That's help. That's how fragile it was inside your body. Because it had endometriosis. Right before we did that, I got an MRI, saw potential signs of adenomyosis, which is endometriosis, but within the uterus itself. The only way to diagnose that officially is to cut the uterus open and see it. Was that a tough decision saying you need to cut this all out? I definitely was at a point where, like, if that's what it takes, that's what it takes. So we just decided to eat the whole thing. Do you think surgery is the right choice for everyone? It's really a personal decision. For me, it was. If you're having pain that is absolutely intolerable, then surgery is probably going to be in your cards. 
Do you feel like you've defeated or completely overcome endometriosis? At this moment, it feels like I have my life back. Every time I say it, I get like chills because I never thought that I would actually live a happy life again. How has your life changed since getting that diagnosis and having what they could find removed? I feel um, so much more in control of myself, which is totally, I mean, like a bit of a red flag, right? I have to be in control of everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're like, finally, I'm in control again. But it's great to feel like I'm existing inside this sort of meat sack. It, it feels so much more like a collaboration between my mind and body rather than my body just doing whatever the fuck it wants and me just being like, what is going on? Instead of at a 10 out of 10 on the pain scale for multiple days. Like, I actually get to have fun in you the world. You get to have fun. Now. I get to, you get to experience off. life. I enjoy living pain free and I really, really like to try to live every day as the best version of myself because I'm allowed to, because I get to again. My relationships are so much more meaningful. Everyone in my life now are people that I know are going to be there for me when they say that they will be. For anyone watching who has experienced endometriosis pain and maybe are either nervous about going under the knife to get a diagnosis or Maybe they're feeling like this might not be bad enough to bring to anyone's attention and become a burden. Is there anything that you want to say to them? You are worth fighting for. It gets so much better when you take control and advocate for your own health. Excruciating pain is not normal. So if you're being told that your pain is normal, I suggest you see a new doctor. And sometimes it may take two or three or four, but keep fighting. Eventually you'll find someone that does believe you and that knows what to do for you. What are some of the ways that you've been able to turn your experience with endometriosis into something positive? I started studying myself relative to current medical research, put them in a graph, logged them every day, and I was able to determine what was affecting my endometriosis adversely. And then I was able to make changes to my life I brought my pain down to about yeah, 20%. And I thought, well, if that can help me, maybe it can help other people. Why don't I turn this into a format that more people can use? And I made an app. It's gone to help thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people. There's a need for more places like this, yeah. where you're just getting real information and good information from people who understand it. And that's kind of where the Endometriosis Coalition came to be. Our mission is to raise awareness to promote reliable education and to help increase research funding. And I like to think that we're saving people from years of chaos and pain and running around from doctor to doctor just from one Instagram post of just finding the right information. All right, you got five seconds to shout out or promote anything you want directly into camp. Go. Check out Squeaky Bicycle Productions, Five Sigma Pi, and support Planned Parenthood or your local reproductive health organization. I'm a designer and creator. You can catch me on Instagram. I've also put a really important resource on this that might help you in your endometriosis journey. So June 7th, I have a book coming out called Part of You, Not All of You, Shared Wisdom and Guided Journaling for Life with Chronic Illness to help you navigate your chronic illness journey if you're feeling alone walking through it. Click the subscribe button because if you think this one is great, so are the rest of them. Them, I can guarantee it. Well, there you have it. I spent a day with people with endometriosis and I have a much better understanding of its severity and just how common this disorder really is despite it being so frequently written off and seen as too taboo to discuss. My greatest sympathies go out to anyone dealing with this incessant pain and I hope this video encourages you to keep researching and advocating for yourself.
is having period pain normal? Is that something that people should take note of if they're experiencing it to a certain level or is it just common? If you are lying on the couch in the fetal position all day, that's not normal. So when someone comes home and they see that the couch is completely destroyed and they ask you uh, what happened, you say, oh, I was writhing around in pain all day trying to find a comfortable position and nothing would work and I completely destroyed half the house because of it. That's not, that's not normal. I feel like you're explaining my life. No, that's not normal. <laughs>